Welcome to Teacher's Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Edward DeShazer. Teacher's Ed Podcast is brought to you by Be Well Teacher Box, a gift box to help teachers focus on their self-care. If you have not, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. This helps us get in front of more teachers just like you. On today's episode of Teacher's Ed Podcast, our topic is relationships being critical to the classroom. All right, welcome back to Teachers Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Edward DeShazer. Today I got my guest, my friend, my brother, Logan Taylor, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, otherwise known as YB Normal. Logan, what's up, man? You. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Good, man. I appreciate you, again, taking the time to be on here. Um, just get a quick recap, jump in. You know, for those that have not heard the previous episode, just give them a little background. I know you've been speaking since 2015, but give them a little background um, about yourself just in case they have not listened to the episode before this. Well, first of all, if they ain't listened to this episode before this, <laughs> what they doing? That's the first thing. Go back. Listen, pause this episode. Go back to the previous one. Listen to it. Then like and subscribe so you don't miss another one. Absolutely. All right. It's super easy. See how easy that was? But no, um... No, man. So my name is Logan Taylor. I have an organization called YB Normal. Who we are, what we do, we help economically disadvantaged at-risk youth. We help them overcome obstacles through empowerment speaking and curriculum development uh, with a curriculum development program that's wrapped around social and emotional learning and mental health. That's nice. That's not, that sounds like official official. I'm like, sign me up. I listen. <laughs> it took me some time to get there, but we definitely no, worked it's, on it. It's, it's there. I like it. I appreciate it. Man, the thing I want to talk about, and you and I have talked about this in previous conversations, but I want to talk about relationships. Mm. Um, relationships in the classroom, that is something that I have always felt strongly about. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's critical for teachers, for administrators. It's critical for people in general. Like, what type of relationships are you building? So that's what I really wanted to dive into. And there's a quote that I, I, I don't even remember where I heard it from. I've been reciting for so long, I may as well put my name on it. So whoever's <laughs> quote this is, if you're hearing this, I apologize for taking it. Um, but it's kids learn better from teachers they like. Mm. And it's not that kids won't learn from a teacher they don't like, but they will learn better from teachers they like. You know, so what are some of the things when you speak in schools with your program uh, when it comes to relationship building, what are let's just start. What are your thoughts on relationships in the classroom? And in, let me just start. Not even in the classroom, but in schools, because sometimes classroom relationships are strong, but there's a disconnect between administrators and principals, administrators and students, administrators and teachers in the household. So, what are some of the your thoughts on relationships in a school network? I should say, so because it's deeper than just the classroom. Oh, that's more. It's Absolutely. Most definitely deeper than a classroom. Um, when it comes to relationships, I tell people all the time, like relationships are the new currency. Right. Like we, you know, like you said, me and you have had conversations and, you know, our conversations have, you know, talked about our network. Right. Like, hey, man, listen, I got this person that can do this and you should connect here and do this and diff different things like that. And so when it comes to relationships, man, you know, you got to be you like I said, the, you know, previous episode, like you got to be intentional, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you got to be genuine and it's got to be from the heart, right? Like people can read through the fluff. People can, people can see like, 
the facade and the mask that you put on and different things like that. You gotta be, you, you gotta show love. Mm-hmm. And I think especially kids, like kids aren't stupid. Oh, kids no. know the teachers no. that like rock by with no them means. by no means and they know the teachers that are like yeah i wish you were in my class like i knew that when i was a kid when i was having problems the teachers that i knew didn't like me please know that i knew it and i gave you hell teachers that liked me listen i can i i was not a kid that couldn't control himself i just right. chose when i wanted to control absolutely myself. And if you didn't like me i wasn't even gonna try if you mm-hmm. liked me listen i may not have as many outbursts but i was gonna reel it back in because i respected you and i think that's something that's just missing you know we're intentional in schools you know lesson plans teachers plan out lessons from day one to day 180 but we aren't intentional with how we build relationships we spend the first two weeks where it's like relationships 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 and after that it's like teach 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 and then we start having problems and we're you know in right now in march when it's that long stretch before spring break you're like man these kids are acting up Mm -hmm. but have you maintained that relationship that you created the first two weeks of school what have you done continue to build off it have you i'm gonna tell you another thing too speaking of speaking of that you need to understand as well let me say this because i i can be guilty of this as well and let me put myself in this equation we need to understand that our students are beyond the curriculum Mm -hmm. right like you just said we're intentional with doing lesson plans we're intentional with doing the 180 days and we got to meet this quota and you got to do the the standardized test and you got ACT prep and you got this, you know, final, the senior project and, you know, freshmen have this test and this and this quiz and different things like that. But have you really loved on your kids outside of the curriculum? Because we get so caught up with the curriculum, we need to teach, 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 teach. But can we, when have you loved, 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 loved on your babies? And that was a, there was a conference I was at. There was a line that the guy said, and it's, it's always stuck with me. He's like, you have to connect before you can t- content. Absolutely. Some teachers just want to dive right into the teaching, but it's like the kids don't even know you care about them. Facts. When, you, when someone knows you care, it does not mean you're not going to have problems. No, by no means. But it does mean that when there's a disagreement, when there's a problem, it's a lot easier to fix it. Absolutely. It's not going to be easy sometimes, but it's easier to fix it because we know there was that foundation of the relationship before we got to the teaching. And I think that's where you see a lot of struggles in classrooms. It's like you walk in and I can I can feel that, does the classroom feel warm when you walk in? Do the kids feel like they're happy to be there? Or does it feel like a jail where the kids are like, I'm forced to be here. Like I'm I'm serving a, a 18 year bid Thanks. at this school until I'm out of here. Right. You know? Or is it like, man, I can't wait to get to school. I look at schools, you know, I've look at our school. You know, there's classrooms where a kid is not going to miss school mm-hmm. by hell or high water. It could be a snowstorm. They're like, I'm going to school because the teachers have made school fun. It doesn't because it's fun doesn't mean you're not learning. No, it's like that's the all. misconception. Like, right. oh, we don't. And that goes back to what we talked about. It's like it, the schools we grew up in ain't what, ain't what schools are now. Nah. Like schools were boring when we were growing up because the teachers were boring. Their curriculum was boring. There was no... It, like learning can be fun, and I think that's the concept that has been missed because we lack a lot of meaningful relationships in classrooms. Well, you know, another thing too is is that what I notice is is that the teachers that really are intentional with the students and the students that's like when the teachers say jump, the student is like how high is mm-hmm. because you've made the content relatable yep. for them to digest and understand. 
And so I think just, you know, like I said, the students are beyond the curriculum, but are you making it relatable to them? Not when when we were in school, right? But like, are you making it relatable to them so they understand mm -hmm. and they know, hey, four times four, let's do a rap song to it. Yep. Right? Uh, we trying to do math, let's do this, let's do this, this jingle to it. Like, right? Like I know a teacher back home that was a scientist. She became a teacher. And then she became a, she's an assistant principal now, but she used to be a math teacher and she used to do jingles with her students. That's how they were able to learn and mm -hmm. the stuff went viral. And so she got the, she got the students making the beat. They standing up on the desk. Now listen, before I listen to me, cause the teachers that's <laughs> listening to this, like I need you to understand, right? Like this wasn't a, a, a jail. This was actually, this was a high school, right? And they weren't even being rowdy. Mm -hmm. They was making, they was having fun. And you can see the, 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 the excitement and the joy in their, their faces and the way that they were moving and all of that type of stuff, right? Because the teacher was making the content relatable. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you can do that, right? And stop trying to teach them like, hey, listen, Christopher Columbus found, you know, found America. We know that's not true. But however, it's like, yo, can you at least make it fun? Right? Like, let's make it fun. Yeah. Hey, y'all, Notorious B.I.G. found America. Who is that? Right? Like, who, who, wait, who? Right? It's like Biggie. And it's like, no, Tupac found it. It's like, no, okay, let me, let me take y'all on a history lesson real quick. Right? The Native Americans and different things like that. And this is what it looked like for them. And so I think once you can make it relatable and like the example I just gave and make it fun, right? Like they're going to be more open and more willing to want to come to school, to want to gain, to want to gain an education mm -hmm. and really be able to do the things that you've set out for them. Right? And I think you look at curriculum and we could, I could bring a book from our school here today and open it up mm -hmm. and it does not look any different than it did 40 years ago. Right. Like the books are the same, the you know, encyclopedias, all this stuff is the same, but these kids are different. Thanks. And it's like, how are we creating content that is relevant to our kids? When we were growing up, it was like, what's the capital of Ohio? And you needed to know, because if you didn't know, you had to walk across the room, pull out that encyclopedia, open it up and be like, the capital of Ohio is, we didn't have that. Like the kids now, they got a phone. Oh, they got, man. I can open media. my phone and be like, capital of Ohio is like the kids have access to all that so how are we making it so kids are engaged and want to come to school because the first I remember when I was teaching seventh grade and the teacher asked me this and I didn't have an answer they were like why do I need to know this I have my phone right here and I was like that's a good question you actually got a valid point <laughs> yeah, like, young man like because the state of Wisconsin said that I need to teach you this like, that's really all I could say it's like because I'm told this is what you need to learn mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just like the process of learning absolutely. I'm just trying to teach you how to learn so yep. when you get to wherever you're going you know how to learn but going back to the school that you're talking about with the teacher that had kids on the desk, I think there's a struggle for some teachers because not every school has an administrator. And I like to lean back on the administrators because not every school has an administrator that could walk past that classroom, see kids doing that, moving around, and be okay with that. Mm. So I think there's some teachers out there that's like, yeah, it sounds good, but if I did that, I would be written up and sitting in the principal's office. But why is that though? If if here's here's me, I like to play devil's advocate. If that's the case, then why do we get into education? Because at the end of the day, you got into education because it was about babies. It was about these scholars. Mm -hmm. 
right? And so if we're gonna, if it's gonna be about these scholars, why are we not making it relatable, right? You wanna reach a level five school, you wanna reach a level five at your school, well, this is a way to do it. And so it's like, yo, like, for that person that does have that administrator, that like, yo, they ha- they don't, you know what I'm saying, let go of the rope, it's like, yo, like, you probably in the position that you in right now because you are not being open. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be so stern and so structured and strict behind the the rules and the regulations and this red tape and that red tape. And you wondering why your kids don't want to come to school. You wondering why your kids skipping class. You wondering why you have such a high uh, referral rate and your attendance is low with your scholars, right? I think, like I said, man, it's like really being intentional and really opening up your mind and your heart as well to want to build relationships with students because they are far beyond the curriculum, Mm -hmm. right? And so I just think, man, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate. And I think once the administrators, like, you want to have fun, but then you like, okay, we can only only have fun by having a gene day. (laughs) That one Friday a month. You can have fun that day the rest of the month. It's like, yo, we Serious. buckling down biz like it's like, no. Nah. Like, why can't your teachers come in jeans? Right? Well, we don't let our teachers come in jeans. Don't, don't put me on a spot here. Well, listen, well we, man, I'm just but saying. we're you know listen, we're a uniform school. So when by we used to let our teachers come in, nah, I got I'm out here to on my podcast defending myself. Listen. <laughs> you put me on the spot. Uh oh. We are a uniform school and we used to let our teachers come in jeans every Friday. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions that a student asked me one time is how can they wear jeans and we can't? And when a kid gives you a logical question, you have to give them a logical answer. And I did not have a logical answer, which means our policy was messed up. So we told our teachers when when our students dress down, we can dress down. So we have a dress down day where, like for example, next month, April 14th, 414 day, everyone's wearing Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks stuff. So when we do stuff, we do it as a whole school. Mm-hmm. Because our kids are in uniform, we, we ask our teachers to be dressed professionally. But then when we have a dress down, everyone gets to do it. Because for me, it's about creating community. So then why for can't those of you that are wondering. So then why can't your students do it every Friday? So we don't let them, we don't let anyone do it every Friday. Now. Okay, okay. So okay. because a student asked that, it made me reflect like that. Makes sense. Like that's a logical, and that's something that helps build relationships. And I learned this a while ago. If a student asks a logical question, mm-hmm. you have to give them a logical answer. Absolutely. You can't just be like, because I said so, or because like if they add, no matter what the question, it may be stupid to you as a teacher, mm-hmm. but it's logical to them. Absolutely. Give them a logical answer. Not because I said so, not because they told me to. It's like the kid asked and I was like, you know what? That's a good question. Absolutely. Like, this is why we made that change, but it creates community because it's like the administrators know better than the teacher. The teachers know better than the student. And I think when you create a community like that in a school, you start building real relationships, Thanks. not folks trying to climb up ladders. It's like, man, we're all in this boat together. Absolutely. We, we're going to sink together. We're going we're gonna to thrive together. So it goes back to the culture and relationships are important in a strong culture. So that's why we've done that. But I do understand in schools where it's like, we used to have a rule where kids couldn't wear hoodies. Mm. It's like, why not? So we've changed it, but because we're uniform school, they can wear the hoodies with our logo on it. So it's like, why can't they wear hoodies? As long as the hood's not up and they're not, it's like you adapt that, it. That does not change that they're they're learning. Absolutely. Why can't kids chew gum? Like that still will always be crazy to me. A teacher can chew a gum, but a kid can't. I don't want to talk to you with my breast stinks. 
So we're asking kids to answer and pair up in groups. But you know, when you can just like taste your breath is hitting mm -hmm. real bad. Oh yeah. Like, why do I want to work in a group? And now you have kids that they feel that way. They act out because I don't want to get in a group. The girl I like is in this group. Mm -hmm. And you're asking me to come over here with breath that hasn't touched water since recess. And you're asking me to come talk to her. And now I'm breathing on her. So let me just act out to get out of class. Mm -hmm. And then that's what happens. So it's like creating rules and expectations and agreements that's like making it a comfortable and safe space for kids to thrive. So kind of all circles back around to relationships. Absolutely. Well, what as we, I know we don't got too much time left as we talked about teachers, we talked about students, mm -hmm. where I think the biggest disconnect that listeners are going to have right now are the relationships that are struggling the most are, right. with, the, are with the parents. What's mm. some of the advice that you have? I know I told you my story. I'm not, I, if, man, I, if I, I'm not going to tell the story again about how a week ago I got hit in the face by a parent. You good? I'm good. Okay. I'm over it. All right, I just want to make sure. Somewhat. If you're listening, I'm over it. Even though you haven't apologized, I still forgive you because I'm not going to go around here with a hard heart. I love it. But what are some of the relationship tips that you can give for teachers that are having parents that they're really struggling to connect with? Because I feel like once you connect with a parent, it's a lot easier. Like you can't do it. It's, it's all, it, has, it takes the whole village. So what are some tips you can give the teachers for the parents, the, the parents that they're struggling with on how they can better connect with those parents? Well, I think, like you said, like it takes a village, right? And so once you get the buyout from the parents, you can go no wrong. And so I think really trying to understand the parents' point of view and knowledge on, hey, why do you raise your kid this way, right? And did their parents raise them that way? Did their parents raise them that way, mm -hmm. right? And so I think you got to do a little digging in regards to, you know, building a relationship with the parents. And so that would look like, hey, sometimes parents, let me, let me back up. So let me say this. Make a phone call when they do something good. Man. Not just when they do something bad, right? Like, let's acknowledge the good just as much as we acknowledge the bad. And so mm -hmm. for some educators, you don't never tell the mom when the son or the daughter is doing good, yep. right? But you call when they're doing bad. Quick to call when they're doing bad. Oh, super quick. And I was one of those kids, right? Like, I was one of those kids. I was so bad, man, that when the teacher would call my grandmother, and my grandmother used to have the the old uh, recording machine that you put the tape in. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And I, I was so... snatch the tape out. Oh, real quick. <laughs> Do you hear me? But then my grandmother, my grandmother started catching on. So she started putting the answer machine on the phone. So you would have to put a code in and then hear it on the phone. And I can remember, I can remember uh, my teacher, like anytime I would do something bad, you immediately picked up the phone to call my grandmother. Mm -hmm. But the times that I did something good or I got a, a, a B or an A on the test, like you never called my grandmother. Matter of fact, you never acknowledged to say, hey, Logan, good job. Right? Like my eighth grade teacher told me I was going to be dead or in jail and told me that I would never graduate. So it's like, okay, Logan, like how, what does that look like? Like the same energy that you put into the negative needs to be the same energy that you put into the positive. Yep. And so I think, you know, hey, when they do something good, let's acknowledge it. Let's call the mom and let's say, hey, mom, listen, little Jimmy made an A today. And I just want to say, I appreciate the way that you study with him. Mm -hmm. Because now you're acknowledging the student, but you also are honoring the mom as well. Because now she feels like, yo, 
I'm like what I'm doing is is working with my son. Yep. Right. And so I think you know doing that, having a conversation like, hey mom, I would love for you to come to the school and like us just sit down and have a conversation to feel like how can I better support your son as his teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times as educators, they're not looking internally; they're looking for somebody else to blame. Yep. And when you blame someone else, when you blame someone for your problems, they also become the solution. So absolutely, if the, if the parents are your problem. The parents got to also be your solution. And the kids can't afford as educators for us to make excuses. Like yep. We got to figure it out. But like you said, just by calling a parent for something good, not only are you creating a relation, a good relationship with the parent, but you're mm-hmm. creating a good relationship with the students. I think that needs to be heard because teachers miss that mark a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like we're very at our school one time. We had a sign up at our old building right next to the phone. Like, is this worth a phone call? Because sometimes we just call. The, it's no different when my phone rings and I see 888. Listen, I'm not answering. Oh, no. I, I, I already know, like, if I didn't pay the bill, yeah, <laughs> I don't need sure. you to call and remind yeah. me. That's how teachers, or that's how parents feel. It's like, oh, for sure. I already know Logan's acting up. Absolutely. And I'm not going to answer. Absolutely. But now it's like, you know what? They could be calling me to tell me how Logan did well. Mm-hmm. But you've created that relationship with the parent. But then now you've also, that kid's going to go home and be like, what? Mr. Taylor called and said what? Man, now the kid's like, okay, you got my back. I got yours. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you start building long-lasting relationships because you're connecting the you're connecting with the whole child. Like mm-hmm. The kid has to go home to that parent. Right now, you got the parent that's supporting you versus coming in and working against you. So as we wrap up, what I want to be able to do again, I appreciate you, man, taking time to be here all the way from Tennessee. Oh, love um, to connect for what you're doing at the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee uh, these next few days, connecting with the kids there. But I want to give you another opportunity for those that that didn't follow the instructions earlier to pause this and go back and listen. I want to give them an opportunity to make it up so they can hear um, how they can connect with you. Because I think you have a powerful story you have a powerful message um, that can't really be shared in a 15, 20 minute episode. But I want to give you an opportunity to um, let people know where they can find you so they can connect with you offline um, and bring you in to speak with their teachers, speak with their students, bring your program. Because I think programs like yours are what's going to help schools grow and change across the country. Well, listen, man, we just want to change the climate and the culture. Right. But first, what they need to do is they need to like, subscribe, and they need to leave a comment on your podcast. Like, subscribe, and leave a, leave a podcast. Leave a comment, comment. on the podcast. He a you teacher, heard the man. Just forgive him. He a teacher. He forgive him. He administrator. <laughs> just forgive him. He been busy today. Okay, but yes, they need to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Right, um, because what you're doing is adding value in the education space. And so again, man, you know, I always want to honor. You know, I want to honor you. And I always believe in giving people their flowers while they can still smell them. So for me, you know what I'm saying? They need to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. They can do that, man. I'm satisfied. But how you can get in contact with us is on, on you know, our website, which is ybnormal.org. And that's the letter Y, the letter B, and then normal.org. And again, it's ybnormal.org. And so like I always say, why be normal when you can be extraordinary? Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you taking time. I appreciate everyone for listening. If you have not, again, like and subscribe um, and make sure you get ready to tune into the next episode. YB, I appreciate you being here, man. I appreciate just how our lives have brought us together. Again, it goes back to relationships. Absolutely. We're here because a relationship was formed Absolutely. Um, and a, la- a relationship that we continue to nurture and grow. So thank you for taking time out to be here, man. Oh, man. Love, man. I love you, man. Thank you. I right, love you, too. Appreciate you.